tonight. What happens when ISIS tries to return its mail-order brides? I'm Roaming Millennial, and you're watching Uncensored. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. With me today I have my producer Liam and we're going to be discussing the recent phenomenon of ISIS brides trying to get back to their countries. Um, before we get into that though, you know the little little light box that we have where there's little cute messages. Um, today it's very bland. We, I tried. I really did. I uh, had so many ideas for little sayings. Uh, she puts the I in ISIS. ISIS? More like ice isn't. <laughs> um, I was severely restricted by the number of I's and S's. It's a real tragedy. It, yeah. it is. Um, but moving on to perhaps more serious tragedies, recently two young women are in the news for trying to get back to the U.S. and the U.K., uh, their home countries, after they left to join ISIS and become ISIS brides. Here's some clips of that. But what you've got to remember is that the very fact of you and your friends as 15-year-olds joining the Islamic State that was an endorsement of them. That was a propaganda victory for them. You helped them. You helped the enemy of Britain. Well, I wasn't the one that put myself... I didn't want to be on the news at first. I know a lot of people, after they saw that me and my friends came, they actually encouraged them. Like, I did hear, yeah, a lot of people were encouraged to come after I left, but I wasn't the one that put myself on the news. We didn't want to be on the news. So here's your opportunity, then, to apologise to some of the people who were murdered by the group that you joined. Some of the British men, some of the women, some of the kids from Manchester who were killed in the Manchester arena. You must have heard about that attack. What did you think about that? I was shocked, but... What? But I just couldn't... I didn't know about the kids, actually, but... Yeah. I do feel that it's wrong that people, like innocent people did get killed. It's like, it's one thing to kill a soldier that it's fighting you, you know, it's self-defense, but to kill people like women and children, just like people, you know, like the women and children in Bagus that are being killed right now, unjustly, by the bombings. It's, it's a two-way thing, really, because women and children are being killed back in the Islamic State right now. And it's kind of retaliation. Tonight, the American ISIS bride's first television interview, explaining why she left Alabama at just 19 to join the terror group. I heard that the Khilafah was announced. I thought it was obligatory upon me to go. Four years later, Hodama Thana wants to come home with her 18-month-old child. Do you expect people to have sympathy for you? I hope so, yeah. Upon arriving into Syria, she says her only choice, marriage. Her first two husbands dead on the battlefield. You were given a list of men yeah. and you could choose a man from a, from a list. Does that sound crazy to you now? It sounds very crazy. We'd see the videos, the beheadings, the murders, um, and it was shocking. We would see dead bodies in public. We would see kids seeing dead bodies in public. She claims she was radicalised on Twitter and once she joined ISIS, sent messages of hate. The Americans wake up go on drive-bys and spill all of their blood. Do you think you deserve a punishment for what you did? Maybe um, therapy lessons, maybe a process that will ensure us that we'll never do this again. People watching will say to themselves, well, therapy isn't enough. I know that maybe speaking against them, which I'm definitely planning to do, definitely warning people 
to not make the same decision that I've made. So it is interesting to me that these two stories are kind of happening around the same time. And don't get me wrong, although the majority of people are very much saying if you go out and join ISIS, you should not be allowed back in the country. You should have any citizenship mm. or uh, I guess status you had in that country revoked. But there are some people who are saying, no, hang on, let's let's wait. Let's hear him out. Maybe there should be some path to redemption. What do you think? Um... I mean, I think that they should not be allowed back in their respective countries. Like, what they did was was about as far as you can get, like, yeah. in terms of, like, you're supporting people that actively kill your countrymen. Um, innocent countrymen, even even worse than that, in terror attacks, right, that they regularly claim responsibility for. So that's about as heinous as you can get. I am for redemption as a concept, but, like, particularly when it th comes to things that you've said, but when it comes to things that you've done at a certain point, it's like, well... We can theoretically forgive you, but we're not allowing you back around. Mm -hmm. And I think that concept, especially if we're talking about the Christian mind mindset, is very important of forgiveness. I think we should always be open to the concept of forgiveness. Um, but with that being said, forgiveness doesn't mean you don't take precautions to ensure that you, your family, or your country don't get hurt, right? So I think on a personal level, if if they actually are contrite, which we'll get into in a second, then I'm not I'm not against forgiving people. I mean, there are serial killers who I would like to think uh, have repented in their own ways and should be forgiven, but that doesn't mean that you escape any consequences of your action, right? That's that's a totally different concept. Um, with that being said, though, I don't at least when it comes to the British woman, I don't think she seems especially no. contrite. Right. I didn't that, think so. I didn't really hear an apology there. I heard a lot of justifications and well, it's I think she actually said it's it's a two-way thing. Yeah. I feel like if you're trying to get your country to accept you after just having joined ISIS, you should be a little bit more sincere, a little bit more grovelly. It really did feel like anything that she said that was remotely apologetic was very pragmatic. Like it yeah. was like, "Oh, I guess I apologize for that because that's what you want to hear so that you let me back in." You know, like nothing that she said felt genuine, um, aside from, you know, when she was saying that she enjoyed her time in ISIS. So. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, her, her especially. I think from the, the American one seems at least, at least a little bit smarter with how she's presenting herself. Yes. I don't know if I can say that she's more genuine, uh, but she at least seems less clued out about how awful the apology looked. Yeah. Um, some things that I've heard people talk about, which I think are, are interesting to bring up, is the idea, like, are we are we punishing these women more so than they deserve, considering the fact that they themselves didn't carry out any violent acts actions? Um, because they, as far as we know, haven't killed anybody. They themselves didn't hurt anyone. It was more that they were, you know, joining a group who then went out to do... Th In your opinion, does that affect anything, the fact that they themselves weren't carrying out the act. Well, in this case, both these women joined a regime that actually doesn't respect women's autonomy in any way, so they weren't, they wouldn't be allowed by their own people to actually conduct violence most of the time, right? So, um... So that, you think that, they, they would that have plays done... a role in it. I, I don't. I don't know. They didn't do it, so I can't. I can't say that they're guilty for thinking these things. I won't say that, but I'm saying that that does play a role into my thinking here. I, I think that they did facilitate this group's ability just to survive. They survive you know, and repopulate because they ended up having and, children with them. And uh, they would probably want to raise their kids to do similar things, despite what her lackluster say that I wouldn't raise my child to be a jihadist, um, which everybody believed, <laughs> and. Yeah, they, so, I mean, these ISIS men, they need women to, to, to continue their worldview, right? Like, that's just how it works. And having Western women come over from these countries that they're attacking and 
help facilitate their continual dominance of the area and and just their way of life. I think that that is in a way an accomplice to everything that they've done. So in the same way that people could be an accomplice to murder, they they were acting as accomplices to to this regime. Well, that kind of raises the question of what to do with the children, right? Because they were kind of... The women who go over there, it's kind of like with the express intent of you're going to bear these children to kind of propagate the Islamic state and yada yada. So yeah. now each of them has a child. And from, from what I gather, each of them also has family that are still in the U.S. or the U.K. Yep. So the uh, it, it's under some question whether the one who is originally from Alabama actually has American citizenship because I think her father was a diplomat. She was born in the U.S., but it's... Uh, you know, I'm not really quite sure how that applies. But the one who is from the UK, she was a citizen, and now that she has a son, her son, from anything I can gather, as the son of a British citizen, should be guaranteed citizenship. Do you think he should be allowed back to live with the uh, her mother and father, i.e. his grandparents? Um, yeah, to answer that, I don't really know anything about British law uh, or how their citizenship is actually passed down. Um, I know that the kid was not born in Britain, right? So... Um, I don't really feel like I, I'm qualified to answer this question, and, and theoretically I could go either way. I'm inclined always to give children especially the benefit of the doubt, but the thing, the what makes me pause, and I think technically the kid should be a British citizen, is that without his mother, he would be sent to live with her parents, his grandparents. Um, but they, they raised someone who went to go join ISIS. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't like to point fingers, but I'm thinking that maybe that wasn't exactly the best environment to raise a, a child in. And this conversation kind of leads us into, into a debate about what to do with homegrown terrorists, right? Because, I mean, maybe these women were just, they left and didn't, commit any violence themselves but it has happened in the states and especially in europe more so than you know other western countries for some unknown reason probably just coincidence it happens more over there yeah homegrown terrorism exists um how do we deal with de-radicalizing these people like you know say we we did let these women back into the country uh do we put them in jail does that solve them being radicals uh if someone for example like the uh, the guy who shot up the the nightclub the the pulse nightclub mm-hmm. or you know who whoever might be part of any number of truck of peace attacks in, in europe what do we do with them once we capture them or you know even if we capture someone before they've done anything like is there a way to fix these people or do we just kind of lock them up throw away the key to me honestly i think that at a certain point when you have these these adults like that have been indoctrinated for years and years and are very f- comfortable with committing mass terror and violent acts against many innocent people um it's not worth risking even rehabilitating them on the off chance that they could they could do another act like that again and put even one human life in jeopardy right i think you either lock them up or throw away the key um or you to strip their citizenship and deport them or whatever else needs to be done but they need to not have contact with your society again mm-hmm. well i definitely in the case where someone actually has committed a terrorist act i i can agree with that but where it gets a little bit Dicier is that I know recently in Canada, um, in the province over for, from where we are right now, there was a teenager who was arrested because of plans to commit a terrorist attack. Nothing actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a case like that, it's kind of hard. Like, A, you're a teenager, so that always makes it a bit harder should something yep. you do as a teen ruin the rest of your life. And B, you didn't actually do it. So here's someone who, although not guilty of 
hurting one hurting anyone physically they clearly are radicalized and so in, in cases like that i don't think legally you know human rights geneva convention etc cetera, etc cetera, we can just say all right you're you're done forever um with that being said though i think the way our western societies operate right now we are painfully uninformed and naive about what radicalization actually means and i, I think the mm. reason why is that we come from such a secular perspective we we by and large especially people like for for example on the progressive left cannot understand what would motivate someone to want to sacrifice themselves or their loved ones or just murder out of religious devotion it's such a foreign concept we want to blame things like oh they were marginalized uh, alienated socioeconomic situations it's yeah. like no how do we deal with an actual ideology um i honestly i mean i don't i don't know that there are so many like cut and dry answers for this question just by the way that our societies are integrated um i would say that obviously having strong borders is very important and you would need to develop ways to to not let these people that are radicalized into the country um, what do you mean by these people <laughs> um yeah i mean it could be anyone. Actually, I think that the 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 man that the UK ISIS bride married was Danish in origin, if I'm not mistaken. I, I know um, one of them ended up marrying an Australian. That might have been the American one. But yeah, these yeah. are other they're like, they're like, like Western yeah. influenced people. And I, again, with those people, if they want to come back to their country too, it would be definitely no, and even more so no, right? But yeah. Um, yeah, for dealing with, with homegrown terrorism or, or like someone that doesn't commit a crime, there's actually a, an example of that happening right now in the media where you have a, I think a 52-year-old, somewhere, a middle-aged white man who self-identifies as a white nationalist um, who was just found to have been plotting to, yeah. you know, uh, commit crimes. And then uh, the, the defense is that he didn't actually do anything, right? He's just thought these things. Is, is, is he being convicted for a thought crime? Um, I feel like the whole thought crime defense doesn't really like if you're if you have a weapons cache. Yeah, yeah you're kind of accumulating the uh, whole like oh and like an but... actual like plan. Like, exactly. You have that... an Excel spreadsheet of like <laughs> that kind of goes beyond. That's like oh no, these were just ideas. It's like no, it seems like yeah, you were planning something. You got a blueprint of the White House, and yeah. uh, you know you're doing uh... not not quite kosher. But uh, I mean, I think a lot of this is would probably be better handled in terms of prevention. I mean, what do you do with someone who's already got this radical notion in their head? That's really yes. hard. But I think yeah. we could be a lot more proactive in trying to prevent it from happening in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, but the reason why we're not doing that is because it is painfully un-PC to do so. Right. Right. If you think yeah. about what we could do to make sure this doesn't happen, you know, something like maybe shoring up the borders a little bit more. Uh, Deghettoization. Exactly. Um, vetting vetting people who might be taking the odd weekend trip to Syria or Pakistan, something like that, uh, maybe monitoring mosques that we suspect are kind of propagating this radical notion. There are things we could do, but I, I have a feeling, especially in the UK, where they are a lot, a lot more committed to this notion of diversity than we are, it's probably, probably not going to happen. But anyways, what do you guys think about this? Should these ladies be let back into their countries? What do we do with future people who leave and, and try to come back once they realize that, oh, ISIS isn't isn't all that great to be a part of. And another little interesting thing I want to throw out there, even if we put these people in jail, um, UK prisons especially are now becoming hotbeds of Islamic radicalization. So sometimes even if someone isn't radical going in, they are radical coming out. So what do we what do we do with this problem? As always, we would love to hear your thoughts, but thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.